This is the Virtual Pause Podcast, a time to integrate body, mind, heart, and spirit, which leads to resilience and stability in our everyday chaos. This is your host, Angie Wynn. More than likely, you have felt a stirring, a passion, or a desire to be or do something throughout your life. For me, I used to write poetry and music for an audience of one. But if you're like me, we end up giving that passion up because the world tells us these passions are unproductive, or we aren't good enough at them, or we need to be practical and focused on building a life that the world says we should live. That passion is like a small flame inside of us, and we build a wall of expectations and agendas and shame and guilt, and the flame barely gets any oxygen. In this episode, we will identify that flame and imagine watching God crash into our walls to get to that flame and help it grow into a fire that can help bring light and love into the world. So I have experienced in my life, and I'm guessing that you all have too, if you look over your life, um, some stirrings that have happened in you. And these stirrings you know, for me probably started, you know, the earliest I remember is in probably middle school, but more high school where I felt the stirring to write poetry and write music, um, and lyrics. And, you know, some could say that they were not good, but, they never really saw the light of day, right? There's just the stirring in me to, I didn't know it at the time, but this exploration of my soul, right? This connection with, with the divine, this exploring of who I was designed to be. So the stirring, this, um, really this piece of me that was there that the world didn't really know about. Right. So this poet, this writer, this whatever. And, and I think what happens in our lives is that we, you know, we, and I talk about this all the time, but we build this um, it's almost like a force field, but I see it almost like a force field of bricks. Right. So we, but we build this, this wall of our skills and our abilities and our um, talents and we strive and what the world expects of us. And we build ourselves this tower and with, along with the building of, um, you know, our agendas and our goals and our talents and showing the world who we are and all these things and what the world expects of us. And even like needing to make money and have a career and all these things, we also put in those bricks, you know, shame and guilt and unworthiness and insecurity and all these things. And so that flame inside of us, that stirring, um, doesn't come out very much, you know, doesn't get, we don't feel that flame moving. We don't, that stirring doesn't happen and we like shove it down, right? We can't deal with it. We've got to deal with the world. That's silly nonsense and immaturity anyway, Let's just keep moving towards and striving towards this life that we want to build for ourselves. But I think that um, 
that God wants to crash into that often and stir us up again and, and rekindle that flame in, in us again. And, um, You know, what I talked about last week was that the light can, overcomes the darkness. Darkness cannot overcome the light. And yesterday at Easter service, the message was so good because it talked about Jesus coming back to the women at the tomb who came to visit, say, oh my gosh, the tomb has been, the stones been rolled away. There is no Jesus left. And Jesus encountered them and said, um, actually, I'm here and I'm alive. Go tell the disciples, especially Peter. And so our pastor was talking about the this especially Peter message of Peter's the one who denied Christ. Peter's the one who, um, you know, if you know the story, Jesus said, you know, you're, you think you're great and you're all on board with this, but the cock before the cock crows three times, you will deny me three times. And Peter's like, no, 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 I won't. And Jesus is like, yes, you will. Um, and he did. And so all of the shame and guilt have come up in him. I'm assuming because he is risen, right? He, Jesus is real. The Lord Christ has, has the light has come back out and, but because Peter denied him, then there's like, no, 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 I, I'm not worthy of the light. And so for, I'm doing a horrible job of, please go online and listen to stlukes.org <laughs> Easter message. But I love this image of, of Jesus saying, tell the disciples, but especially Peter, especially the one who's built the wall of shame and guilt especially the one who couldn't believe enough, right? Um, I can overcome the shame and guilt. I can overcome whatever fortified, fortified wall you have built. And I will come in and I will crash into it. And I will stir up that flame in you. And I will release the power in you to be who you were designed to be. And I just love that. And I think that Believing, at least for me, is not enough. For me to believe that I'm made in this beautiful diamond light of, of goodness and worthiness, that I have a purpose to help the world, right? To believe that, to believe that God loves me enough to crash into my own wall um, hasn't been enough because it's a cognitive belief in my head. And so when the world gets too big, the darkness overcomes the light because my brain is the one who's trying to calculate and figure this out. And it cannot, it's too big for our cognitive rationalization to comprehend, right? That we are created divinely. And so that's why we do these practices because we have to experience, you know, we can't just believe we have to experience and there's no magic in these practices of settling our bodies, quieting our minds, opening our hearts, connecting to our source. There's no magic. I mean, you can really do it any way you want. I've just created some ways that 
or helpful for me. But the point is to create the conditions by which we are ready to receive. And I was listening to a podcast this morning, um, James Finley, and he talks about meeting with the mystics, turning to the mystics. So these mystical people, which all that means is people who have experienced God, right? These, these Christian mystics along the hundreds of years um, who've experienced God in a palatable way and palpable way. And he said, we want to steady ourselves to stay in receptive vulnerability to that desire, that stirring that we we feel long enough to let it have its way with us. We want to steady ourselves to stay in receptive vulnerability to that desire in us long enough to let it have its way with us. So we're creating the conditions by which we can receive this crashing of the human condition into our lives so that we can receive a light that is bigger than darkness so that our, our, our uh, force field that we've created around us can be crashed into and that there's this connection with our humanness. Um, and I love this because the pause practices that we do are not some existential spiritual exercise that takes us away from our everyday ordinary life and catapults us into the heavens so that we get a taste of this divine supernatural spiritual life but then have no idea what to do with it when we come back down to earth these practices ground us they take our human ordinary condition and give us a way to experience God through our bodies, our breath, our minds, our hearts. And so that we can experience the divine and the ordinary and the groundedness of life. And that that can be what allows us to continue on this journey and take these moments of, of the stirrings of the desires of the connection with God into our everyday moments. You know, like if you look at the Peter situation or even even in these moments when we take these pauses, you guys keep coming back for a reason, right? And, and what I experience is sometimes a very little slight wind that, that flickers the flame inside of me, this flickers the desire um, to be more present, to express God more in my life through writing or whatever, to, to be, have more solitude, to find direction, whatever it is, right? We come back to this pause, these practices, because we felt a little flicker of the flame. And sometimes it feels even bigger than the flicker, right? Sometimes it feels like you're supercharged. Um, and what is supercharged? This power in us to be the light, to be who we were designed to be. So we're going to think about today this place in us that is a desire or is this like flicker of who we are. And so if I think back, I think back to um, what I said earlier, 
And that is this time in, in high school where I would write, I would write poetry and I would write bad music and cheesy lyrics, right? Um, but it was these moments of the solitude and this writing that I explored more of who God made me to be and continued that through college and then really stopped. You know, and I, I think I've shared this with you. My professor, when I was a freshman in college, told me I was the worst writer he's ever read. The point is that that was another brick. That was another plate piece in the wall that said, ah, you are not good enough to do this. You are not meeting the world's expectations. So throw those pages out. You don't want to do this really anymore. And it's never going to be um, packaged nicely and neatly enough to actually be a career. So not only are you going to put these bricks that say don't write anymore, but you're also going to put these bricks in that say you're really bad at it and you're not worthy. And I'm actually getting kind of emotional because what the heck? I wrote a book. It's like, wow, that's God crashing into my wall and saying, actually, when you are present with me and you allow me to cultivate this flame in you, beauty can come out. Healing can take place. And I've given you this body and this mind and this heart and these very tangible ways to experience me. This is not a cognitive rationalization of are you worthy enough? Let's experience our body. Let's open it up so that it will not be an obstacle, but a conduit to experiencing God, cultivating the flame inside of us and our desire. So tall spine, inhale, bring your arms up like you mean it. Looking up to your fingers, separating your vertebrae. Exhale, bring your hands down to heart center. Exhaling, inhaling, bring your arms up again. Reaching up, imagining that little flame inside of you is growing the more that you let your body loose. Exhale. Bring your hands to heart center. It's almost like the our bodies are these bricks, right? Go, going back to the brick analogy. And we're trying to loosen them up because they're not bricks. Inhale, bring your arms up again. Stretching up high, dropping your left. Your right comes over your head, making a nice side bend stretch. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, over, look under your arm, feeling a nice side bend stretch, really expanding your ribs. Inhale, both arms come up, right arm drops, left arm comes over as you exhale. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, reach over, look under your arm, holding it here, breathing in and out. Taking your Hands to your shoulders, drawing circles with your elbows, making them bigger and bigger and bigger. Stop and reverse, small circles, and then bigger and bigger and bigger. And then inhale, opening up your arms like you're holding the world, really feeling your shoulder blades connect, your chin sticking out, your chest sticking out. Exhale, round your back. Give yourself a hug. Drop your chin to your chest. Inhale, open up. 
Sticking out your chest and your chin. Exhale, round your back. Drop your chin to your chest. Drop your arms here, keeping your back rounded, your chin down. And then slowly make your way up. And inhaling and then turning your head to the left, holding it here, breathing in and out. Coming back to neutral, dropping your ear to your shoulder. Coming back to neutral, inhaling, turning your head the other direction as you exhale. Holding it here, inhale and exhale. Come back to neutral, drop your ear to your shoulder. Breathing in and out. And then come back to neutral and just rotate your spine and your head. And let's twist with our hands behind our back, left hand on your right knee, tall spine as you inhale, exhale, twist, twist, twist. Coming back to neutral and turning the other way. Coming back to neutral. Um, I am going to videotape a pause with a little bit of yoga in it in the next few weeks because that you can look, watch, and participate in if you want. Because this is great. We're sitting in our chairs, we're doing these things, but if you can actually get on the mat and do some downward dogs and opening up your chest really just opening up your arms. It can really, really help you settle. Okay, let's close our eyes. Tune into our bodies. Notice where there's any tension, any constriction, any discomfort. Inhale and exhale, trying to relax your body. Being present with your mind. Your pace of thoughts, your emotions, we're going to tap into our desire. So let's just try and quiet our minds a little bit through breathing. So inhale through your belly. Watch, feeling the air come up through your ribs, up through the crown of your head and hold it. Exhale, slow and long, holding at the bottom of the breath, noticing the nuances of your body as it inflates with your inhale and as it deflates with your exhale. Inhale through belly, expanding through your ribs, up through the crown of your head and hold it. And exhale. Holding at the base of your spine, the bottom of the breath. Inhale. Holding at the top. Exhale. 
holding at the bottom. I want you to think of a time in your life where that flame in you was stirred, when there was something in you that was uniquely you, a passion, a way, a moment, um, a desire, a longing. I want you to think of the wall that has been placed and fortified, built and fortified to make that flame not even be able to, to catch a little bit of wind. So it's a small flame. Think of that wall, whether it's your own agenda, expectations of the world, shame, guilt, unworthiness, insecurity, what you've built in your life to keep that flame barely flickering. Whether it's a, you built it and fortified it for a sense of control and power, acceptance and approval, safety and security through your surrender through receiving God's light and love and through your trust, that wall begins to shed, that wall begins to shatter, that light begins to get so strong as it connects to this flame, the wind begins to pick up this flame in you. And we're going to listen, listen to God, listen to the divine, listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to you, feeling it through your body, just imagining this flame of passion of who you are, imagining it grow. How does it feel in your body as it grows? How does it take place in your life as it grows? How can this flame, this passion, this desire, if it's cultivated, how can it embody itself in you, in your values, in your interactions? What does it shift? How does it transform you? What are the lies that you've heard and that you've believed that keep this flame from growing? What are the lies and beliefs messages that you've heard or that you've told yourself that have built more, placed more and more bricks around the wall. 
imagine a burst of wind just shattering that wall, shattering the shame and the guilt and the lies, shattering the expectations, shattering this prescribed path of who you are. The doubts, the messages of don't write or don't sing or don't be who you are designed to be. It's not enough. Imagine the wall crashing down. Imagine the wind coming in connection with the flame and the flames growing and growing and growing. Listen to it. Where does God want you to take it? Where is God going to take it? How can you be so present today that you walk into your interactions with this flame beginning to grow? So as you walk into your day today, be present. Notice that flame. Allow yourself during this week, month, however long it takes to connect back to that little passion, to that little flame, allowing it to grow and cultivate. Because God has come to crash into our human condition, especially Peter, especially us. Thank you so much for joining today's virtual pause podcast. I hope that you can experience some stability in the midst of chaos.